0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Today on Drawing Near, Paul continues writing about Jesus' return. His intention is to once again encourage and comfort his readers. In our last study, we were taught about the resurrection and rapture, while today the emphasis is on judgment. Let's take our Bibles and turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and study Thief in the Night. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And as we come to you, Father, we are thankful for this day. We're thankful for the privilege that we have to call you, Father, to draw near to you. And we ask, Father, that you would help us. Help us to have our minds opened, our hearts opened, to be hearing you, that we may grow and understand, that we may be prepared for the things that you tell us about today. Father, give us wisdom and discernment. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we begin the fifth and final chapter of this letter to the church in Thessalonica, let's begin by reading verse 1. It says, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, You have no need that I should write to you. Paul immediately after talking about comforting them and encouraging them regarding those who have fallen asleep in Jesus and about the rapture event, about telling them that he doesn't want them to be ignorant, he turns around in this verse and says that concerning the things he's about to discuss them, they don't really need him to write because they already understand. They're not ignorant about these things. He says, concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write. There are times and seasons. There are periods of times within God's plan and providence on the earth. God has a plan and purpose, and he's fulfilling this through the times and the seasons. And and what Paul's referring to here is there's a time when certain things take place, and there's a time when other things take place, just like in the planting of a field. There's a time after the spring rains in which you plant, the temperatures are right, the soil is right, the moisture is right. Then there's a time to allow what you planted to grow and to bear fruit, and then there's a time to harvest. That's simply what God has done on the earth. There was a time in creation, in planting. There's a time of allowing things to grow and to develop, bear fruit, show what they are, and then there's a time of harvest. Just like in the spiritual life, there's a time when the Word of God is planted in our hearts and we are justified, and then we begin to grow and bear fruit. We're being sanctified, and then comes the harvest and our glorification. There are times and seasons. And Paul says, You have no need that I write. Why? Verse 2. For you yourselves know that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. They don't need to know about the times and the seasons. What they already know is Jesus is coming at a time no one expects. They're not going to know when Jesus returns. There's not a date on the calendar from our perspective when he's going to return. So there's no need to write about this. Doesn't that say something to you? There are all kinds of preachers and teachers and prophets or whatever who are telling us when things are going to happen in the future. They're telling us a date. They're telling us that after certain things, this will—we don't know the plans that God has in his own heart and mind regarding these things. Jesus tells us that in Acts chapter 1. The reason Paul doesn't need to write about these things, the times and the seasons, is the Thessalonian believers already know that Jesus is going to return, but his return is going to be like a thief in the night. No one knows the day or the hour. Verse 3, for when they say, peace and safety— then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. Uh, Pastor, where's the encouragement here? Here's the encouragement. Then sudden destruction comes upon them, not us, them. Those who are in darkness, those who are lost, those who are disregarding the warnings of Scripture and are not preparing for Jesus' return. They're not watching, they're not waiting they're going to be caught off guard. When everybody is running around with the attitude that there's nothing to worry about, there's peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. He goes on and says, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. If you've been around someone who is expecting a child and they're toward the end of their pregnancy, quite often everything's going fine. You're relaxing or you're sleeping at night or whatever, and then she goes into labor. She starts having labor pains, contractions. That's what this is going to be like. It's going to be a normal time. Everything's going to be fine. Nobody's going to be worried about anything. And then suddenly, Jesus Christ is coming, and his coming in this passage is described as sudden destruction. These are things that we long to understand and look into. The Bible gives us mere glimpses of these things, because this is not where God wants us to focus. Certainly, he wants us watching and waiting, but our watching and waiting has to do with our living day by day under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, doing what God says because we know Jesus is coming back. That's how we watch and wait. We serve the Lord. We have an expectancy in our life about his return, so we're seeking to be ready for it by spiritually, morally, day by day, living in faith. Paul writes at the end of verse 3, and they shall not escape. God's judgment is not going to just kind of be scattered upon the earth. God's judgment, this destruction, is going to happen to every single person who is not walking with Jesus, who's not waiting for Jesus, who's not looking expectantly by faith for Jesus' return by living out the holiness, the blamelessness that is to be in those who are looking for Christ. Then Jesus addresses not those who are going to experience destruction, but the brethren in Thessalonica, believers. Verse 4, But you, brethren, are not in darkness. Before we go a step further, we need to hear those words. When we get saved, we pass from darkness to light. We pass from death to life, from sinner to saint. When we get saved, God illuminates our understanding God makes us aware of spiritual things, and so we are not caught off guard by the turning of times and seasons. We don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen, but we know that Jesus is coming, and so we watch and wait. We don't lose heart. We don't compromise. We don't become carnal. We don't relax. We walk with the Lord. Why? We are not in darkness. We can see, we discern, we understand. And he says, but you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. We're not lounging around, relaxing, saying, peace and safety, no big deal, everything's good, because we can tell the times and the seasons. We can look and understand that the return of Jesus is near. We can keep our eye on the eastern sky, because our redemption draweth nigh. We're not in darkness. We are in light. Paul doesn't need to write these things because we are already watching and waiting and we know that the return of Jesus is going to come suddenly, but we won't experience the destruction because we're not in darkness. Jesus, through his grace and mercy, his salvation, has brought us into his marvelous light through faith in Jesus Christ. That's why these words are comforting, because we're saved. We're secured. What a wonderful blessing. How great it is to be able to lie down in our beds and know that because of our faith in Jesus Christ and our faithfulness to Jesus Christ, we are secure. We're watching. We're waiting. And it's important that we understand Jesus requires that we be watching. His people are watching for his return. If you just need to read a little more about it, read the letter of Jesus in the book of Revelation, chapter 3. Read the letter to Sardis. It talks about watching there as well. Father in heaven, help us, guide us, work in our lives to bring about a a hunger and longing for the return of Christ. Prepare us for his return. Father, we desperately want to be what you called us to be, and we want to be looking, we want to be watching, we want to be waiting. I pray, Lord, that we say like John in the book of Revelation, even so, Come quickly, Lord. That should be the desire of our heart. But while we're praying that, we need to be sharing the gospel with others around us so that they too can come out of darkness into the light, so that they would not be caught unaware. Father, give us this sense of urgency in our lives. Provide those opportunities for each of us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.